All right, we're back for another episode of Unmasked, and my guest this week is my awesome wife, Amy Getzlow. Amy, thank you for making the trip in to our basement. Yeah, that was really far. <laughs> it, I'm sure it was. I know you're tired, so... Uh... Wait, you record this in your basement? Well, it's an office that's close to the basement. You gotta go downstairs to get to it. I'm sorry, I just yeah, thought that was funny. five stairs. I had to come down five stairs. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's some dark, damp basement because that's where uh, i'm gonna throw one of my oldest sons under the bus where he lives in the basement playing video games but that's a whole nother story <laughs> we could do a whole nother podcast there. on that in fact you want to change the podcast topic i mean it's not too late <laughs> no 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 that's all right that's all right uh when we uh last left off with part one of the interview amy had just gotten saved about three months after we had gotten married and i proceeded to persecute her for turning to Jesus, and it uh, turned our world upside down, which, you know, and again, the, the responsibility for everything that, that that happened to me, the evil that I brought into her life, that all falls onto me. Problem was, I, I tried to blame Amy for everything, and, um, you know, when she got saved and told me that, that set off the addictions that, that I had around pornography, um, it set those off again. They had sort of eased off over the past two years, but they came, it wasn't right away, but I'd say maybe a year or so after Amy's sort of new transformation and this new life that she had, pornography came back into my life and it became an addiction. It became a problem for me. And soon that morphed into, as if you know my story, folks know, like, that led me to visiting prostitutes, women that I found online that uh, paid to have sex with me. And so um, that ultimately led to the fateful night, March 1st, 2020, two years ago. And about 9.45 p.m., you get a phone call, Amy. Well, I got a text. Okay. I was, yeah, I was laying in bed and I saw my phone and it buzzed. I looked over. It says, is this Amy? And then I was like, yeah. and then it, they text again right after that. It said, your husband, uh, um, your husband's cheating on you. And, and then they sent a picture. So I went running downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I don't remember a lot of things about that night, but I do remember, I can remember your footsteps. They were fairly, well, yeah. fairly loud and angry. Well, yeah, because I was, uh, yeah, I came down there and I was like, are you cheating on me? Or I was like, you are cheating on me. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm being blackmailed. And I was like, I don't care. I was like, you're cheating on me. And you're, I don't know, you're trying to explain something and and I was like, uh, I have the picture here. I'm like, they sent me a picture. So, uh, and then, you know, I'm like, my adrenaline's going. And well, what were you thinking during that moment? Because I know what I was thinking, you well, know. Well, part of me was like relieved in a way because I had known for quite some time that something wasn't, I had a feeling you were probably cheating. I just had no proof. And there would be times where I'm like, you know, gosh, maybe I'm like being overly, you know, I'm overthinking this and I'm like, I don't really have any 
proof of anything, you know, but then when I, you know, when I started to pay attention about it, I was like, gosh, I'm like, you took your phone everywhere. Like you would, you would pretty much never like leave it laying anywhere. And anytime you were on your phone, you'd always have it like, you know, to where I couldn't see it. Well, yeah, and we'll get into that part. But, but just, I, uh, just, well, just to clarify, again, who was texting Amy was, um, in case you missed my story a few episodes ago, the person who was texting me was a prostitute that I had visited in Chicago on a business trip three days earlier on that Thursday of that week. So, but do you remember, what were you thinking though when you picked me up that Thursday. Well, I just thought there was something weird about you. I mean, there's, there would be times where you were just like, you, you were like irritable and you just seemed, I don't know, mad or something. And I was just like, how can you already be like, like mad or whatever? I'm like, I literally just picked you up from the airport. You know, I'm like, it's not like you were happy to see me. I thought you smelled weird. <laughs> I, I do just, not remember that for the I record. I just got a weird feeling from you. I was like, I was like, what is the deal? I'm like, you know, when you, the things that you had text me, like, oh, I miss you and I can't wait to see you. And then when I do see you, you're like, it doesn't match up, you know? I'm like, what are you mad about already? You know? So, that's what I, I mean, I thought that was weird, but. Um. Well, and then, and so and what I, you know, what I remember about that sort of the next few hours of that, obviously when, when you came in there, you know, I did whatever I could to just not talk about it. You well, know? I was like, you need to tell me like, cause I knew in my mind, I was like, this is not the first time. I was like, you need to tell me like how long this has been going on or whatever. Cause I'm like, I had no idea it was prostitute or whatever. Well, I think maybe you told me later on, but I didn't know what was going on. And then I know you're just trying to tell me you had a problem. And then you told me you had a problem with pornography. And I was like, what? And to me, I'm thinking, you know, you're just trying to come up with excuses here. And I was like, you need to tell me everything now I was like because if you lie to me now and I find out more later I was like there's no way I'm believing you like but yeah he's like I swear this is the only time and I've never done this before and in my mind I'm like he's lying and I, I was, was. Like, and, and I was like I need more proof I but didn't I thing. didn't say anything because I was like okay I didn't want to give it away because I was I didn't want you to hide anything. I was like, I, I somehow need to find out. Like, I know, but why didn't you call me out? Because I know we've talked about this, that you you knew something was going on for for a well, while. Well, because I was afraid that you would you would have some way of like trying to like you wouldn't let me see it, or you'd have some lie that you made up or something, and then you'd try to delete whatever you had, and I just. I was like, there's got to be a way for me to like, like get solid proof of this so that there's no way he can explain this away. So as hard as that was for me to not do that, I was like, I just kept my mouth shut. 
until I guess the right time came along. Well, I do, as you say that, you said, if you, if you lie to me again, this is it. I, I, I don't usually remember that piece, but I do remember that now. Um, and that's, I mean, but that's what I did that whole night was basically, mm -hmm. I didn't, I admitted to that one incident because I had no choice because there was a picture and there was a text message. So, but then why don't you tell everybody though, what you did in the middle of the night? In the middle of the night? Yeah. yeah about a few hours later, maybe it wasn't quite. Oh, <laughs> well, I called, I called the prostitute. I cannot believe, like, and I, 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 I'm on the couch, of course, obviously, right. I'm not sleeping upstairs and I'm trying my best to sleep, although I don't think we slept much. For well, the next yeah, because I wanted to find out if what you were saying added up with the person that you had met up with. <laughs> that is, I mean, and I will say like. And I was like, I'm sure they love the fact that I called them. <laughs> they're probably like, what did we step yeah, into? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> uh... Thank you for the information. <laughs> but it was, but you know, this whole, you know, when everything became unraveled, as everything was unraveling, it didn't happen for a few weeks later. We still had some stuff to go through. But Amy was, I would say, like you have a job as a, you know, as a criminal detective, because you were going through my phone, like now, not well, that was later. That was, yeah. that was a little bit later, but you, you got to a point where you turned into a pretty good detective and trying to piece together what I was doing. Um, well, I mean, I think I knew a lot more than you thought that I knew. It's just, I know how, I mean, from friends of mine who have been cheated on and just, you know, men that cheat, that they will, I mean, I, I always heard the term like men will lie with, or will lie to your face even with their pants down so uh well, i've not heard that before. well i have clearly yeah, right so i just you know as much as i wanted to say something i think you know god was probably because you know i was praying about it and stuff like you know keep your mouth shut until the time's right so um, but I, I just knew you were lying, especially since I can't remember. I said you were, you told me, I remember I was leaving for work and I was saying goodbye to you and you were like, um, you said something like when you get over this and, that, and then you're like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like. I was just like, okay, that's weird. I, I, you definitely didn't seem like somebody that felt bad for what they had done. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I mean, because I was like, I've like I've said, I was more sorry for for being caught, sorry that I was in this, sorry for myself, and sorry for being in the position versus sorry for, you know, what I was doing to you. So yeah, I mean, right. I, I that's I'm I'm sure that was my attitude at that point. Um, and then. But then, I mean, and then I said somebody, I can't remember what I said to you. I think maybe I asked you if you'd talk to somebody from church. And I think you said, yeah, I will, but I'm not converting. And you said, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that I will never be a Christian. And guess and, what though? Yeah. You were like, if anything, I'll, I'll practice Judaism. Yeah. Um, 
and I was like, well, God took the point zero one percent. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Thank fortunately for, yeah. for us. Um, but I went and talked to the uh, guy at church, you know, and told him what had happened and asked him if he had talked to him. And you ended up meeting up with him. We did. I met up with him twice. But I was um, like, your behavior just, you know, I was well, like, you did not seem at all like. So, yeah. So now March 1st is when this happened. I'm going to take it back to sports again. If you were with us last week, you know, and the, the previous couple episodes, sports is a big thing for me up until 2020. So March 1st, this goes down. Then two weeks later is um, the Big 12 basketball tournament in downtown Kansas City. And that was like the, like, that was my, I don't, my Christmas, you know, New Year's, every holiday that you can imagine all wrapped into one. And I'd go down there and spend all day drinking and partying with my friends while Amy was working and I was ignoring her and we'd watch basketball and we would just be crazy. However, this is where things were, this is where I believe God starts to, um, send me some signals not only obviously having a prostitute call amy is one chose to ignore but then we're going we actually go down to this big 12 tournament and literally coronavirus canceled it as we were walking down to the fan fest to start drinking and we sat there and drank our sorrows away for the, the morning while there was nobody around us because the pandemic finally took over the world at that point and now we were... I want to interject with some context to that whole yeah. pandemic shutting down the Big 12 tournament. So most sporting events get canceled March 11th. Everything yeah. March 11th is referred to as the day the world stopped in sports. Right? We talk about yeah, March 11th 2020 the day the sports world stopped. And I remember very descriptively again I'm adding context here. Uh, because I'm sure your guys' memory is somewhere else, but I remember this like it was yesterday. When this happens, right, MLB shuts down, NHL, NBA, everybody shuts down. March 12th, which is the next day when all these tournaments are set to get started, everybody's shutting down. NCAA, because of course the NCAA is run about as well as, well, it's not run well at all. Uh, so they don't, make all the tournaments cancel the tournaments have to cancel one by one because the conferences are independent bodies no they're not and i can't remember who it was it was either the big 12 or the acc was the last one to cancel and they got halfway through a game and they had to cancel at halftime i think that was actually i think that was the big east because we were down there watching that one they didn't come back and then the ACC canceled their games, and then, of course, we're, they're waiting for the Big 12 to make the announcement, and then they did, and we're basically left. There was no fans for the Fan Fest, of course. I think there might have been five other people plus our group of four, and so um, so that was – and thanks for that context, Ben. Um, I'm sure that was annoying and rambly for everybody, but, you know. No, 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 no. But um, – now we are we have no choice but to kind of confront yeah, this. Yeah, I've been off of work I think for a week. Yeah, and then my my I had a, I was self employed at the time, and that business kind of went sideways for a few months. So basically, we were not working home alone. Well, I mean, 
our sons were around, but they were in their rooms playing video games. So basically we were home alone trying to confront this. Yeah, there was no change in like anything that you were doing. You still were going on as usual. Like, and even when things were shutting down, you and your friends like had your group party or whatever on your phones. Yeah. Or you'd do shots together and stuff. And um, but yeah, I was just like, okay, it does it doesn't seem at all like somebody that seems remorseful at all. And I even remember, do you remember I was I was crying because, you know, I mean, it sucks like realizing that you had cheated. And then also too, like seeing, I mean, here you are still on your phone texting or whatever. And I'm thinking, are you texting somebody right now? Cause I was just like, are you sure you don't want a divorce? And you're like, no, I don't want a divorce. I was just like, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, you know, just pull the plug. I mean, well, but in, so, well, why did you stay? Well, well, I mean, at that point, I was like, where am I going to go? I don't have a job really at the moment. Well, but yeah, I'm in the middle of destroying the house. And so now we can't sell it. Destroying in a good way. She was redoing the house, which, again, another one of those you look back on in the middle of our worlds or marriage sort of being burnt to the ground by me. She was doing the same thing to our house and rebuilding it into something that is that is awesome today. And I think you know, God obviously did that to our relationship. We, we burnt it to the ground, but then rebuilt it into something that's still just, um, it's hard to believe how, you know, how things can change like that. But, but there's all, I mean, there was also another very specific reason why in your mind, why you were staying. Well, yeah, because I know God doesn't delight in divorce. He hates divorce. And he also, I also, you know, I was praying for you to be saved and I know God can restore. I mean, he restored me like, um, you know, I was just, I mean, there were days for sure. I mean, it's, uh, like the day that you said, I'm 99.9% sure I'll never be a Christian. I remember driving to work thinking, oh my gosh, Lord, am I like wasting my time here? Like, kind of like, just give me an out. Like, I'm already alone. I might as well just get divorced, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. So. And that, and, and honestly, I know you would have had an out. The Bible gives you an out. It does not say you. It, well, yeah. I it, mean, when it, I mean, had in the Bible, like whenever your spouse cheats on you, like if he's unrepentant and a non-believer at that. Yeah. I mean, you could, you, you can get divorced, but at that point that I had found out, I, didn't have a job. I mean, I had a job, but I couldn't go to it. And so, and then my youngest son is still in school and I didn't want to turn his life upside down. So, and the housing market shut down. Yep. Yeah. I mean, everything was just kind of upside down. So I was kind of like, I don't even know what to do. And I was like, I don't want to go move in with my parents. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, well, so between, between March 1st and then the next sort of um, gut shot from God to me was, there was about a six week span. So talk about, cause honestly, I, that was a little foggy for me, basically from the time you found out to when well, the I next incident nothing happened. Nothing had changed with you. We're still constantly on your phone and 
uh, you know, I remember talking to Kathy at work about it too. And, and I was like, you know, please pray for him and our marriage. And I told her too, I was like, I didn't tell her I had concerns that you weren't telling me everything, but you know, I just asked her to pray for us and, and our marriage and stuff. And, um, but I, I just knew I was like, this can't be it. I was like, I couldn't remember how many years I had been thinking that he had been doing something, but now that I look back at it, I'd say most of the time that he was cheating. I had, I had pretty much been suspicious for like five or six years that he was doing something. So, um, I will say you did a pretty good job of masking your anger during that time. Um, but I do remember one, one time that it came out, we, cause we had, at this point we started walking together and where I was running and you were walking. Uh, so we started to oh, do yeah. that a lot. Yeah. And I remember, and, um, cause you, and then you, your stress and everything contributed to you losing some weight. Yeah. I remember we, we finished working out and you got into the car and you say, wow, I've lost a lot of weight. Uh, you know, something about you should, you should have, you know, I should have found out about this earlier or something. I can't remember exact. Do you remember your exact? You said that? No, you said oh, that to I me. Oh, I should have found out about this earlier? Yeah, or so something. I could have lost weight? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. But you said in a very angry way, which I Oh, like, did I? Oh. And for Amy, it doesn't get, <laughs> doesn't show a lot of anger. Um, well, and, I'm, and, I'm pretty laid back for the most part. You are. But, so let's fast forward to. Uh, Can I ask a question real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I keep cutting Neil off. I feel really no, bad. No, 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 don't. Uh, going back a little bit. So, Amy, you're telling a side of the story that I have not heard yet. I've heard Neil tell this story. How many times, Neil? 200? Pro- probably at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at least one thing he's never said, because I don't think he knew, was that you were catching on for a while. Either he just didn't say it because it wasn't his story to tell or... I didn't know. I really, I was just blind. I was blinded by my own right. misconduct. So, yeah, like, how could you not? I mean, I don't know. I just. I'm guessing it. Well, Neil, this is not a shot at you at all. Neil no. does not come across as a good liar. <laughs> like at all. Well, I had, I had absolutely no idea that he looked at porn or anything because I remember even joking about that when we first started dating because he asked me what I was doing and I joked and I said I was watching porn <laughs> and he just said oh you don't need that or something he said something like porn he was like you don't need to be watching that and I mean I like the fact that he wasn't a guy that went to strip clubs that I knew of and he didn't look at porn like and so I was completely clueless. I had no idea whatsoever that he did. But Ben, you're right. I mean, I'm not a very good liar most of the time, but I will say this was, you know, this issue of mine, this addiction and, and what I was doing, like that was, that was the mask I was hiding behind. Well, so forever. often and, addiction yeah. breeds dishonesty. Yeah. That's what it does. Yeah. And nobody knew. So, and, but I, yeah, I didn't have any idea that Amy... I honestly, truly, I thought, like, like, I'm getting away, like, this is great, I'm getting, like, I survived a mm-hmm. phone call, 
I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. And this is this epidemic pandemic will, will end and we'll go back to the way things So were. at this point you thought you'd kind of gotten away with it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 And I just, I had no, no concerns whatsoever. I, Cause that's just how blinded I was by what I was doing and uh, just so conceited and arrogant about, about it. It was just, you know, it was just evil. And I'm sorry to keep butting in with questions, but I, I have questions of my own and I'm sure they're the same questions the viewers have. So yeah. Or the listeners have, because I'm, I'm basically a listener that I'm the producer of this show, but I'm basically a listener. So if I think it's a question, the listeners, you guys that are listening to this are going to have, I'm going to try to chime in with it. So that's kind of my job here. Um. So, well, I, I can't, I came into the office, which, oh, wait, which wait, sometimes wait. I would try to listen to you in your office because oh. I wondered if maybe I could hear any conversations no. of you with anybody. Well, wait a minute. Which, which night is this? Is this where you found the text messages on my computer? Yeah. All right. Well, so let me set the stage for that for people who might've missed the earlier shows. Yeah. So this is six weeks later. This is actually April 13th, 2020. And I was texting on my computer to someone I was trying to make an appointment to see. And then that's where Amy takes over. Well, yeah, I was just like, I wanted to surprise you. So I was like, I kind of was like listening to see if I could hear anything, but I didn't hear anything. And so I like didn't want you to hear me coming. So I like hurried up and opened up your door and I could tell you were like standing in front of your computer it was like, you didn't want me to see your screen. Hmm. So you're talking to me and I thought, okay, that's weird. He's like, he's trying to hide something on there. It seems like, and that's why you're like, oh, I'm going to go have, I'm going to go have dinner with, you know, your son. And which is true. I did go have dinner. And, uh, and then I left. And so, so I, I was I, like, I, yeah, hurry up and get out of here yeah. because I don't know how long this is going to, you know, stay up on your screen you know yeah so i left i left the house to go have dinner with my son and then go meet this prostitute yeah so as soon as he went out the door i ran upstairs and opened up his laptop and it was still on there and so i saw the messages and pictures that he had with this one chick and so thing was is i didn't know if he was dating her i mean i thought maybe he was dating her i didn't know and um so I saw those and I took pictures of it all with my phone because I didn't want him to tell me. Uh, Deny it. Yeah, I didn't want him to like make up some excuse and say, oh, that's not what you think it is or something. Well, I will say too, like there was, it was a miracle, truly legitimately a miracle that you were able to get into my computer because I'm 100% positive, 100% positive that I left that house and locked my computer because I knew exactly that you would jump on the computer when I left the house. I knew you were going to. Well, and I think too, even if you had, and I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that even the screen thing would even have stayed on. Yeah, there's no way. I was like, there's no way it would be up by now or, you know. Unlocked, yeah, there's no way. So, um, yeah, so I took all the pictures of that and, and I texted them to Neil. And I said, why didn't you just ask me for a divorce? And then uh, he hadn't called. So I like called him and I was like, did you get your messages? 
And you're like, no, no, why? And I was like, well, you better look at your messages. And then he called me back a couple minutes later and was like, I don't want a divorce. Um, I don't remember what else he said, but he was on his way to meet Grant for dinner, but I was basically kind of like, whatever. And I, I think I, tr I tried calling the chick that he was going to meet because I wanted to ask her. Detective Amy. Well, because I wanted to ask her if, you know, if they had a relationship or what. And she didn't respond back. So I just said, you can have them because I didn't know what was going on. But. Yeah. So I came home and then what? <sighs> I can't remember what all you said but I was just kind of like and I can't either because it was all a bunch of garbage well I didn't believe yeah I didn't yeah. believe anything you were saying um I still in my heart wanted you to be saved but I I, I couldn't see us staying together I didn't see how that, how that would be possible no I well at that exact moment, there was no way it should have been possible. So what, um, I know that you, before we went to bed that night, you, you told me I needed to ask God for help. Well, yeah, I was like, the, yeah, I was like, that's the only way that I'd even consider it. But I still, even then I was like, I don't see how that would be. I was like, you've been lying to me, which at that point, I didn't even know how long it had been going on. And with how many people? So, so we yeah, asked. So, and then the, on the next, so we went to bed that night, not a very good night. Woke up the next day. I prayed, told Amy. Well, I got up and left that well, morning because yeah, I was gone. like, I didn't want to be here. I was like, man, everything's shut down. I don't want to be here. So I, I left and, and went and drove around for a while. And then uh, I came back home and he, he said, um, he's like, well, I just prayed for the first time. And I was kind of like, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just figured pretty much anything he was had to tell me was just a lie anyway. But uh, yeah, he was like, I, I prayed and I was like, well, great. Um, then it was your turn to get some messages. Uh, yeah, was that the same day? Yeah, that was later that afternoon. Well, yeah, I got a message from this guy from Facebook that said, "Do you know Neil Getzlow?" And I asked Neil if he knew who he was, and he's like, "No, I don't know who that is." And and uh, I was like, "Yeah, he's my husband." He's like, "Well, he's I can't remember what he exactly well, what he said, but it was before the, before he before he." you got the answer from him though i told you i i finally at that point basically unmasked my life and gave you everything and told well, you well i, I remember was i was upstairs though i was yeah. in bed crying and you came upstairs and that's when you started crying and started kind of telling me stuff now you didn't tell me how long it had been going on um but I remember thinking in my head, I was like, this is a test from God because he's like, 
I don't know if I'd call you an enemy, but like he says, love those that hurt you, those that persecute you. Um, I was like, I remember I was like rubbing your head. Well, what did even you... though I didn't want to? <laughs> well, what did uh, what tell everybody what you told me when after I kind of threw up all this stuff? Well, I just felt, I was like, you know, I'm like, God's forgiven me for everything. I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I, if I didn't forgive you. So, I mean, if God's going to forgive you for everything that you've done, I mean, it's, how can I point the finger and say you're worse than I am? Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that was, um, I mean, that was the moment that changed our, the trajectory of our lives. Uh, it wasn't, you know, for, that was April 14th, 2020. And I was broke free from my addictions at that moment. Now it wasn't, and I have not looked at porn since and haven't been tempted to stray outside my marriage at all. I have no intention whatsoever. And, but, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that I was saved instantly necessary. There's still some spiritual warfare going on in my, inside of me, but. um, Didn't you? I mean, I remember the one night you were like, I don't know what's going on. And so, you know, I figured it was spiritual warfare because didn't you have like horrible anxiety? Yeah, I was curled up in bed. My stomach was killing me and I just, I I couldn't move. Mm -hmm. And then you turned over, you turned to me and said yeah it's it's spiritual warfare you know the enemy you know is the that's dev- when you know the devil's real is like once you're saved that's when he shows up yeah and you said this is the devil's last attempt to to try to pull you back yeah because he's like he's losing you well i wouldn't say it's the last attempt i mean well, he's always right. trying to trip you up but he knows but you said you know he knows that he's losing me to to god and so um so yeah so that was a lot that we just dumped on everybody. Um, I know we just I, I do... dumped like a metric ton, but yeah. can we go back to the spiritual warfare for a second? As somebody who's not religious, so I, yeah, I again come at this from the point of basically agnostic, mm-hmm. which is, I know everybody listening to this is probably like, what is Neil doing letting some non-religious guy produce his show? Well, the thing is, I don't, judged by people's beliefs and neil doesn't judge me based on mine so it doesn't matter which is like a whole nother problem but you guys described that anxiety and you both described it so well but what else goes along with that because i've heard that term a lot that spiritual warfare it's i just, just such a it's such a hard feeling to describe you just uh, i don't know i, I just a kind of empty hopeless like dark like you're never gonna i don't know just horrible horrible anxiety which i don't have you know i i've had anxiety well probably when i was married to my ex-husband and then when i found out about neil or probably and then, you know, the spiritual warfare thing, those are probably the three times that I've had anxiety. So 
It was just uh, a question I had as somebody who doesn't know the first thing about spiritual anything. So well, that, right. Well, that's the that's the hard part. That was what was frustrating to me. But I was a new Christian, so I didn't know how to explain the gospel to anybody or explain it to Neil. I mean, he wouldn't have listened anyway. But um, I don't know if he's ever brought up Ray Comfort, but <laughs> I think I did. But. Uh, I love that guy because he he explained it in a way that was so easy to understand. Um, I wish I would have like saw his his YouTube channel like when I was first saved, but I mean I'm sure it wouldn't help Manny with him. But he just uh, it's like I knew. I mean I knew I was saved. I just didn't know how to explain it. And I didn't know how to explain the gospel and really what it meant. But this guy just does it in a way that that makes it easy for anybody to understand. And it, and it makes sense. And most people always have like the same questions, you know. Um, so Ben, I'm going to call a timeout for a second. Strategy. Go for question. it. So, so we just, we just dumped a lot of, um, you know, pretty ugly stuff on everybody. How would you des- describe, because I want to get to the good stuff, right? And there's a lot of good stuff. I know if you've sat through these past couple of episodes, then thank you, number one, for sitting through it all. But there is a so much good stuff. I, I can't even, we're going to, and I think we're going to have another, we're going to have to do another episode uh, and bring you back, Amy, if, you know, if, if you're in the, if, come downstairs again. Yeah, if you're in the area, okay. if you could come swing by <laughs> for another episode, I would appreciate it. I know the audience would too, but before we wrap up here, I do want to give everyone some hope and encouragement and just, just talk about what, you know, what our marriage looks like today versus any of the previous years and relationships and everything that you've had. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah, our relationship's completely different now. I mean, we've, I mean, the most, our conversations would typically move before is like, what are you doing and what's for dinner? Like in text messages. We still have some of that. Well, yeah, but that's, that was like literally like our whole conversation for most of the, I mean, that was, you would text to me or I'd text you in the middle of the day, like, what are you doing? And then we'd be like, what are we having for dinner? And that, that was, that was pretty much all I could get out of you. Well, where's the good news? Well, now it's totally different. Well, how? Well, now I, for the most part, part, (laughs) I feel like I can trust you and uh, we talk to each other and we do things together and uh, we both go to church and do all that stuff together. We have a life together. We didn't have a life together before. Yeah, that, that that's true. And, and, and Amy's being shy because I'm putting her on the spot with this and she doesn't uh, like to talk as much as I do apparently. 
believe it, at least in this well, situation, like just, just not in this case. Know, yeah. But I, I will say like the, the other, and we're going to come back and do another episode with Amy because we want to get into everything that we've done over the past two years to rebuild our marriage. But I'll give you, for us in our journey, I'll give you step number one. And as we put God directly smack dab in the middle of our relationship and we pray together, and Amy, like Amy said, we go to church together, we're reading the Bible together. We are filled our lives up with God and it's changed our life. And uh, this marriage is the marriage that I've always wanted that I always thought I wasn't good enough to have, but I, but it's, I just, it's uh yeah, I, 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 it's hard to even put into words sometimes, but just the change that we've had in our relationship, but it's amazing. And it wouldn't have been possible without the forgiveness of Jesus. And it wouldn't have been possible without God preparing Amy for that moment where she forgave me. And it's, um, you know, she gave me the greatest gift that I could possibly have. So um, with that, I'll say, Amy, I love you. Thank you for, for being on. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we'll we will we'll get Amy on again probably in a couple weeks. And uh, so, so make sure you come not next week, but yeah. the week after. So for the listeners, we are recording this pretty much a month ahead of time now. Uh Movita Johnson Harrell is gonna be here next week. And then the week after that is uh when I think yeah. Amy's coming back. I think that sounds right. We'll have to do it. And we're going to have to do another big show because I do want us to break down exactly what we've done over the past year to, to turn our marriage around and, and give others hope and encouragement. Because if, if you are mad at your spouse for not doing the laundry, not doing the dishes or not taking out the trash and that stuff. Or then, leaving a wet towel on the bed. Yeah, I promise you <laughs> that if you can get over that, you can get over that because if Amy and I can put aside all the evil that I brought into our world and surely not taking out the trash when you're supposed to, I think is something that you can overlook, but thank you for joining us. Uh, we do appreciate it. We, we thank you for being on this journey with us. And again, I'll just, I'll just leave you with this for, for tonight. You know, just remember that, that Jesus did not come to hang out with the saints and the righteous. He came to hang out with the sick and the sinners of the world like you and like me. So have a good week, everybody.